Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 5, Kisses Sweeter Than Wine, in which Frasier has an interior decorating emergency which leads to some unlikely love for Daphne. Now, Key, in this episode, Niles, Niles' nosebleeds betray his dishonesty. This is like a, a plot point that comes up and is explored elsewhere in the show. When was the last time you had a nosebleed? Oh, see, I get nosebleeds in the summer. I get them quite regularly because mm. I get I get hay fever. Oh, jeez. Um, and I I'll sneeze quite a lot, and that'll cause a nosebleed. And <laughs> so I can usually in the summer I usually get a few, and I can feel when it's coming on. Like my I don't know, like my head feels like very full. Your sinuses are, are full. Yeah, yeah. and um, and I'll know for like a week in the build. Oh, nosebleed is coming. A nosebleed is coming. Really. Um, I mean, how often would you say you have one, have them a year, if you could put a number to it? Because some people have literally never had one in their life, which is crazy, insane to me. Like, I've got friends who have never had one in their life. I'd say I'd say probably two or three a summer, maybe. Or, okay. Maybe two a summer. Let's say so two not, a summer. Not complete. So, and that's it. You won't normally get them any other point in the I, year. I don't remember the last time I had a nosebleed, so it must have been at least last summer that I can't remember it. Wow. Because you, know. you get nosebleeds quite a lot, I think. When do you reckon the last time I had one was? Kate? Is it like an hour ago? <laughs> it was last night, um, <laughs> to the point where I've had to like do loads of laundry today because it went all over. I'll explain what happened. It's about half one in the morning. I'm fast asleep, dreaming of my lovely dreams. I wake up and I feel like a little little sniff on them. I'm, I'm I'm sniffing and I'm like, hang on, this is this isn't good. And sometimes, you know, I'll just I'll just quickly put my my just without being graphic, my hand to my nose just to see. And then I quickly grab my phone and I shine the light on my hand and I see the blood. <laughs> Why are you doing this like you're in a horror film? Like the <laughs> torch, the torch <laughs> reveals blood. The source of light. Uh, anyway, there's no <laughs> Do way. Do you have con- a lamp by your bed? <laughs> no, it's on my desk. <laughs> it's on the other side of the room. Who who doesn't have a lamp by their bed? I use, but this is the one I use, and it's normally there. But then I've moved it to the desk when I'm working. But anyway, <laughs> I I sense, you know, I see it's blood. I sprint for the bathroom. I'm tripping over everything. And I get in there. I'm only in there for a couple of minutes. Um, you know, only the truth shall make me clot. Um, anyway, uh, it's all good. But like, it went on my pillow and my sheets. I've had to do laundry today. Not great. But yeah, last night. So when I saw that this was the question I prepared for you, and obviously I watched this episode a week ago or so, I was very. This is great. It's a big moment for you. It's big, big moment. It's very coincidental. Um, but there you go. So listeners, we'd love to hear from you. If there's anyone listening who's never had a nosebleed. You've got to let us know about that. Um, Key and I are perennial sufferers, it seems. Um, shall we tuck ourselves into Trivia Corner this week, Key? Let's do it, yeah. Excellent. Tuck ourselves into those crisp sheets that have just been <laughs> done just out the laundry. <laughs> Not sullied by my, <laughs> my nose crimson. Um, here we go. So we've been sent in the usual questions by Cam Winston. We've got one from Missy Crane, Sydney Assbasket. And MKs and Caitlin Hothouse Orchid as well. So, okay, let me begin with Hamish. Question at numero. Uh. The name of this episode is an actual song, Kisses Sweeter Than Wine. It became a hit for Jimmy Rogers and Frankie Vaughan, but who wrote the original Kisses Sweeter Than Wine back in 1950? Hell, this is hard. <laughs> it's a group. What? It's a group, if that makes it any, any better for you. Okay, so I'm going to be honest, I didn't know it was a song. Neither did I. Hamish never just heard out it. of the blocks with this. Uh, is it a good song? I'm... I wouldn't be able to say. <laughs> um, if I had to guess, I'd say mm, 
Okay, kisses, yeah. kisses, sweeter than wine. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. All I've got in my head. Did you ever watch the ITV show on a Sunday night heartbeat? Oh my god, I loved heartbeat. heartbeat. Oh, I no, feel no, like it has no. the same kisses, sweeter than wine. That sounds like that should be on their second album. So weird you mentioned that because I was literally reading an article about heartbeat in bed last night. That's <laughs> that's a time for another point. So another. You had a wild podcast. night in bed last night. <laughs> <laughs> heartbeat and blood. <laughs> Like some satanic ritual. <laughs> um, I don't even know who did the song Heartbeat, though. So I'd... If you've heard of this group, Kate, I'd, I'd be very, very surprised. I'm trying to just think of a band from the 1950s, so I don't okay. embarrass myself. It's, and... it's the something. Um, you've got one guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choreograph. What am I doing here? The jive. They're doing the jive. I'm weaving. <laughs> what? It's the weavers. Uh, what? How is that? I'm weaving. What? How is that? would you act so weaving? I'd get a loom and I'd weave some. <laughs> no, is, you know, do, you, do you weave on a loom? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like when you weave, yes, I'd have got things. a loom. <laughs> oh, you'd have got a loom. <laughs> you'd have got a loom. My loom that I just keep next to my desk. <laughs> okay, very hard opening question there. Question two: Brooke Adams plays Marilyn, the caller. Shit, I think this is your. This is one of your questions. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> if it's any any what's it called? Um consolation. I did I did know it was Marilyn, so you can still ask me that and I'll get it. <laughs> um Brooke Adams plays Marilyn. What is the name of her celebrity husband who also features in an episode of Frasier Clue Words 1996 News Fire? I uh-huh. know the actor's name. Yeah, yeah. I know the actor's name. He's in an episode of Frasier, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think we've ever mentioned it out loud on the podcast before, so I don't know if you know it or not. Um, what, the actor's name? Probably, probably yeah, he's not. pretty famous, but like more, I think, in our context to look at than to specifically know his name. He plays a wife, and he's in an episode of Frasier. He's, he's a pretty integral... Would I remember the episode? Like You definitely know the comes... episode, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you won't maybe, when I tell you his name, when I tell you who he plays, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, God, this has gone badly. Man, these are really difficult this week. Um, okay, that famous actor, John Lithgow. John, <laughs> <laughs> when all else fails, pull out the Lithgow. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Tony Shalhoub. Um, I don't know how you say his surname. He plays the. Oh. Uh, do you know? I don't know, but the guy in Focus Group looks like a Tony Shalhoub. It is, is that him? him? It's is him. That him? Yeah. Never has a guy that he looked like in my head. I thought he looks like a Tony Shalhoub. That is mad, man. But wow. yeah, the, what the hell is a fanny pack? <laughs> that is that is him. Um, okay, so you've got one out of three. No, you haven't got one out of three. You've no, got, I've not got anything. I'm, got I'm not out of two. I haven't even got either number of the slash right there. <laughs> what color is Daphne's cardigan when she's in the powder room talking to Niles? Ooh, we might oh, have a wipeout on Cape Key here. <laughs> I feel like you're just going to wear like a gunshot. <laughs> <That'd> be, like, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, beige. Is it beige? It's an earth tone key, but it's even more earthier. It's brown. Not oh, beige, God. I'm afraid. It's brown. But don't worry, you've still got time to bring it back with Missy Crane and Sydney Ass Baskets here. So, Missy you Crane. Feel, you feel like a Saturday night. Um, games presenter. Don't worry, you've still got time to bring it back. You've <laughs> got nothing in the bank. <laughs> we can get you up. <laughs> what does Martin say to Eddie to coax him out of the living room just before the big event starts? Oh, um, Eddie, 
Politicians are coming. Yes, there you go. He's back from the brig. Yes. <laughs> and he's dancing. Okay, trivia from Sydney Ass Basket here. Niles enters with a box containing a bottle of wine. Name that wine. Okay, it's something like Romani Cante or Romani Cante. Yeah, Romani contain, but like exactly how you're saying it. That is yeah. just wow, Pai. How do Thank you remember you. that? I, I was gonna be I was considering it as one of my questions for me. And yeah, and then Thank I God I, it wasn't. I went down a different route because I thought you'd get it because it, it rolls off the tongue quite nicely. It like, is ooh, yeah. Romani Cante. But I always associate their wines as like, you know, Chateau Neuf de Pap and kind <laughs> yeah. of the more common ones. But um okay, speaking of my questions, take it away. Okay. Okay, so on, question my... number one. In this episode, Martin refers to uh, the hat trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fraser will commit the hat trick. What is the hat trick? Oh, God, man. I thought you I thought you were going to ask me, like, what sport does he say the hat trick is from? Because I always yeah. think the example he gives is really odd. I'm like, it's weird. Is this your field hockey? Uh, I think it's just hockey. Yeah, so like, I don't think it was hockey. invented there. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> um, oh, bugger, man. What's his hat trick? Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue because this, this is one of my... just like a meme right now. This, like... is, this is one of the funniest, <laughs> funny, uh, something like why not um, back over Eddie with your car? That's the third one, yeah. That's the third one. And uh, the other one's something to do to Martin, isn't it? Um, like, why don't you, I don't know, shoot me in the other leg or why don't you? Uh... First two have already happened. That's the club. They've already ha- Oh, okay. So the second one's happened. Yeah. I can't remember actually. I don't know. You have to tell me. I've got my notes here, and I know if I look at them too much, I'll see the answer. You take my chair. Yes. You, you cut off my pancake supply. Pancake supply. Why don't you just it. back over Eddie while you're at it and make it a trick? <laughs> that is really funny. There's something just funny about cut off my pancake supply, like he's <laughs> some kind of drug trafficker. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. Second question. Okay. I think you're gonna get this one. Mm. What is the name of the caller? Oh, is it Marilyn? It is Marilyn. Yeah. I actually thought it was Madeline. Oh, and, Madeline Marshall. Uh, that's, that's what I thought it was, but you're right, it is Marilyn. I She's back to taste the forbidden fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third and final question. Mm-hmm. How many pieces of paper does Fraser have on his face? After he's cut himself shaving. Yeah. Oh, weirdly, I think I might know this. Oh. I have a feeling it's three i think it's four ah damn. i think he's got one on like his neck one on one side of his face one on the other side of his face then one on his cheek i think i missed the neck one man I, yeah i think there's one on the neck oh did you well. say how many he's got on his face and so the neck oh, is not the face good, okay yeah i'll give you that <laughs> no, 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 no. That, i'm being an absolute pedant and <laughs> do not deserve the point for four rings of ultimately so but i'll take it i was close I was close. I wasn't like shooting, shooting blanks with Romani Conte. So, <laughs> you know, I'll take it. Um, so what's that? None out of three? One out no, of you three? No, got, you got one. You got uh, Madeline. Uh, half. Oh, yeah. But for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> okay. MK's to uh, bring things to a close. And Caitlin's question numero uno from Corey. Fraser and Niles identify either by name, title, or relation to another guest. How many distinguished individuals who will be coming to the wine tasting? And can Key identify all of them? This does not include the sarcastically suggested ones by Martin or Dan. <clears throat> okay. There is the weirdly titled Commissioner for Public Safety. Yes. There is the Chief of Surgery at St. Luke's. Oh my God, yes. 
the mayor. Yes. And because his wife drops out, Senator Adler. So I'm going to say four. Correct. That's absolutely spot on. Five initially because oh. of the mayor's wife. Oh, um, okay. But abs- that is absolutely ridiculous, man. Okay. Have you got the script up? I know, <laughs> genuinely. I-, I watched it just before. Oh, oh yeah. Um, you, yeah, it? but still, if I'd have watched it you know, 20 minutes ago, I wouldn't have How could that. you forget the Commissioner of Public Safety? How could I forget Senator can... Adler, so menacingly titled as he is? Oh, um, that, that soft-hearted man on crime. <laughs> that, I mean, that is excellent performance there, Key. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. Joe and his men need to make what four repairs whilst at Fraser's apartment? Okay. You've got floor. Yes, the scratch. Yeah. The wiring was all gone, so like the electrics. Yes. There was like a gas, a problem with the gas pipe. Cracked gas pipes. And there's another. Oh, oh, did they turn off the water? There's something through the water. The water valve. I'm going to give you four points there, Kate. Yeah. That is unbelievable, man. This is sickening. Finishing strong after a bad Honestly, start. Honestly, man, I need to get a new co-host. <laughs> um, how much more does Maris's pills cost than the bottles of wine being served by Frasier? Oh, this is really good. This is so oh. it's, you've got to work it out. So Niall says that he has blank, and Ros tries to guilt Frasier by saying that he ha- he and his society pals will be swishing blank bottles of wine. That's a big clue for you. Okay, if I'd left you I, with nothing there, it might have been a bit hard. So. I know Niles has seven hundred dollars in his wallet because Martin's like, "Why, why are you doing carrying seven hundred dollars?" And he's like, I've "Got to go to the drugstore or something like that." So it's the difference between that and whatever the wine costs. Basically, yeah, because we're assuming he's you know paid for the wine, I guess, with that money, or he's going to, or I don't know. Okay, I mean, it's got to be. I don't remember what Ross says with the wine. It's got to be pretty expensive wine, hasn't it? I mean, they're not. They're not. I mean, having... How much is an expensive bottle of wine? I'm a bit of a layman. I mean, tenner. <laughs> Anything north of ten pound, I'm like, man, is this a fancy occasion? Or and the thing is, the really cheap stuff gets you drunk fast. That's yes, it does. Well. Just get a bottle of yellow tail, and I'll be, I'll be there. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna say, let's say two hundred and fifty dollars for the wine. Mm-hmm. So, I said seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Basic math. Basic math. Plus what? Four hundred and fifty. You're so close. Corey has the yeah. wine as two hundred dollars. Oh, so we're looking at five hundred. Split difference there. Okay. Um, excellently deduced though. You did a good job <laughs> there. You got half a point. So, question from Caitlin to bring trivia corner to a close today. Joe's word on when he will be finished working on Fraser's apartment really, really counts. What's it more important than? Oh, okay. Um, Good question. This is not like your wedding vows. Yeah, or marriage a, vows. An oath to a dying parent, I think. A promise to a dying <laughs> parent, yeah. Oh, my I, God. So I don't make promises. I make oaths. Okay. You've just cleaned up on Corey and Caitlin's questions. Um, Did I not just of, get the wine wrong? Still, you got nearly there. You know, you knew he had how much money in his wallet. So, Kate, a round of applause <laughs> there. Very you. good, very good. Um, okay, so <laughs> jumping into the review, animation key, what was it, please? Uh, was it the lift going up? It was. I think I briefly hinted at this last week. A little spoiler last week about what the animation <laughs> would be. Uh, we open in KACL. I always like these openings. Marilyn is feeling a little homesick. Um, and I just I just love their reminiscence here of small town Wisconsin. I mean, obviously, my whole shtick is small town America. I like them kind of, you know, riffing here. They remember Mr. Teachy. <laughs> I thought that might be a question, actually. Was he like some sweaty gas station attendant? Or... He had lots of moles on his face, I think. Was, was he a teacher? Was he... 
Um, I think he was. I think. Um, or was he like some kind of clerk? Um, I think he was a teacher. I'm sure he was a teacher. They call him Mr. Teacher. It's not a great nickname. Is that meant to be like malicious or actually his name? Because if it actually is his name... Oh, no, name... you're right. It's missed, um, so according to KACL, do you remember the guy that used to run the store with all the moles? And they, they've got it down as Mr. Sneedy. Uh, Sneedy? Sneedy? I didn't hear Sneedy. I've got... Um, I've got this Mr. Teachy. I've got... Uh... I've got TT. Well, close enough to me, I think, than <laughs> Sneedy or whatever it is. Because if his name is Mr. Teaching, he was a teacher. It's a real boom for, what is it? Is it nom- nominal, nominative determinism? You know, where your name <laughs> determines what your job is. Um, so, Fraser's great line here, you know, tune in tomorrow for more women of the cheese belt. Lovely um, line, isn't it? That's so good. I wonder if the cheese belt is actually like a colloquial thing. Is that something that's recognized by? I, I, I feel like it is. Because mm. it is the dairy state, so yeah. you know. And every but their TV cheese belt show... suggests multiple states that make lots of cheese. I don't know. I mean, whenever I hear Wisconsin, I think cheese because all all American sitcoms, if they reference Wisconsin, make some kind of like cheesecake or cheese or dairy reference. Love cheesecake so much. Oh, I could go for a slice of that right now. <laughs> I mean, when I think of Wisconsin, I think of Bonnie Vare, the musician, um, like Skinny Love and stuff. You might have heard those tracks like from way back when. You'd you know them, you know. Um, <laughs> they really be your face. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's more it's more just one guy. He's a band, but it's one guy, Justin Vernon. But people listening will probably heard Bonnie Vare. Um, supposed to be seeing him actually. It's been deferred three times because of COVID, and I've waited ten long years to get tickets to a show. Oh. So yeah, I better see you. Uh, no, it was initially going to. No, it was going to be Birmingham, and then that got cancelled. And the only tour date that wasn't rescheduled. So now we've got to go to Manchester um, in like October time, but it'll be worth it. Um, Frazier is now reminiscing about. Uh, well, not reminiscing, but he's kind of pontificating, if you will, about being named Maitre de Chay. Um, the way he says this <laughs> sounds exactly like Hyacinth from Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah. Um, which, I don't know that flagged for you, but it also reminds me we have to do a bonus episode Ooh. on we've Keeping got, Up Appearances pretty we've soon. We've got a few still. I think we're racking we've up. We've got, got quite a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love this. And I just really thought he sounded like Hyacinth. Did this kind of flag to you? Yeah, very much so. I think it's... I, I Just everything about it, just the way he pronounces it, you know, and just... I love the the feeling that it's a long-standing dream of his to wear that silver cup around his neck. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Sounds like the claret jug or something, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. does maitre de chez literally mean like master of the house, I'm assuming? I'm trying to look at... Because chez means place, but normally in house terms in French. Looking at it now, I'm thinking it means master of the house. I, I feel like it could do, mate. It would Absolutely. It would make sense as a title. Shall I run it into Google Translate and see what we get? Go for it. While uh, you do that, I'm gonna. I've got a fun little trivia fact for us. Here. Oh my god, I'd love to hear this. So Marilyn, who called in, right, mm. said she was homesick for a little hometown in Wisconsin. Mm. She, the actress, is not from Wisconsin, but her husband, Tony Chalhoub. <laughs> Tony Chalhoub. He's from Wisconsin. No way. Yes, he's from the cheese bait or the oh, cheese state. Man, I'd love oh. to get him on the show and just ask him what his favorite cheese is. Um. <laughs> Okay, it means master of home. So master there you of the go. house. There you go. Also, just makes you think of Les Mis. Les Mis. I, I'm gonna be honest. I thought that was Dion Dublin after his stint on like Grand Designs or whatever. Homes under the house. <laughs> don't you get Dion Dublin's <laughs> career wrong? Here. I don't watch for daytime TV. <laughs> <laughs> Homes of the Hammer is really good. Um, 
so it's raining now. They're back at the uh, they're back at the apartment. It's raining. I've put that in capital letters. Weird, weird. I think that it's raining. I mean, you said last week. I wonder why they do it. Do you reckon it's to make it seem like they're in Seattle? Here, the rain plays absolutely no part at all. Like people don't even come in wet into the apartment. We just it, hear a bit of rain. Is atmospheric at this point. I think so. I think you just hear a bit of rain. I wasn't sure at first. It was my washing machine. But it wasn't. It was the TV. It was just that little <laughs> background home. It's a nice ambience, I think. I don't know. I, I guess we said, you know, they're just doing it because it's Seattle out there, you know, in in quote in quote marks. So yeah, it's a funny one. Um, but I mean the wine tasting, I just think this is never not funny. Like any kind of context where they're tasting wine and they're saying, oh, okay, and and whatever. Um, I mean, have we we've talked about wine on this on this show before, have we? I can't. We've just talked about it briefly. Do you drink it? Are you a fan? I can't remember what you said. I'll I'll drink it to fit in in polite company, but I wouldn't, but you wouldn't I, choose it. Wine's not drink of choice now. No, red or white? Are you red or white? If I'm gonna choose red. That's my boy. I don't. That's I don't boy. like. I don't particularly like. What I find all um, white wine like quite dry. I don't. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like this is going to sound blasphemous because I'm not, I don't have a very refined palate and I'm not a wine head. All white wine to me tastes the same, whereas I can taste the nuances in red wine. Um, oh, I can't even taste the nuances. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm the guy like swirls it around going, I'm guessing uh, pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that is why you, my friend, will never be named Maitre de Chai, right? <laughs> Your neck will never feel the weight of that silver jug. <laughs> Um, I love my. I love no, for them. It's sorry, a cup for you. It's a jug. <laughs> it's, it's, it is the claret jug. Um, I love Martin coming in now. You know, saying uh, you know they say wine is a, is a very refined skill after they can smell wet dark from Eddie coming in. But Eddie comes in wet. See, Eddie's wet. Oh, okay. I, I'll, I'll give there you, you that. Yeah. I forgot that. And then Martin's like, oh yeah, I just saw some guys on the corner practicing out of paper bags. Um, really, really good line. Um. And then I've just got the next quote, which takes care of the second favour. I think this is when Niles comes out of the kitchen and Martin has basically tweeted he wants to get rid of him. He's like, oh, no, I'm not going out of here. You might as well throw out, throw my chair away or something. What does he say? Yeah, he's, um, you can't put my chair in there. You might as well make me stay in there all night. That's it. I mean, <laughs> he, I, I think for after he says that so resolutely, oh, I'm not moving. And mm. then go oh, okay it's, fine so, well, <laughs> i'm not staying anyway <laughs> yeah like i just don't i think he, he quickly switches here um i don't know I, I i just think if you were living in that kind of predicament with the two of them you know they've both got to entertain each other's social lives and there's got to be some give and take i would be like oh yeah okay i can i can clear off there for, for i mean night. you wouldn't even need to ask me i'd be like yeah i'm just gonna stay in my room making no noise <laughs> <laughs> i was planning on being there anyway <laughs> um so the, the only the two things i would have tweaked at the start of this scene one we get another pop at um english cooking we do what, what what's the pop again uh what is it considering you learned to cook in you learned to cook in england it's a wonder i can tell your flank steak from a braised tennis ball yeah really good image like a braised tennis ball is a real kind of like oh i don't know you get your teeth into that image i think <laughs> and, and the only <laughs> other thing I, I picked up on what does niles expect of Fraser here he's blindfolded and you're asking him to spit He's not, he don't know where the cup is. It's not great. I also think <laughs> because all of the glasses are anonymous on the on the silver plate, none of the glasses are labelled. Um, why does he need a blindfold on? He does there's, not need a blindfold. There's no bottles on the table. There's no way of him identifying them unless he's he can tell the different shades of colour, which, I mean, some winos might be able to do. There's no way he could. 
Those uh, guys on the street with the in the, they using the, plastic bag, the the bag, yeah, they could. Maybe I'd have told you which shade is the cheapest because that's what matters. Um, but yeah, just I completely agree with you here. He's spitting into the, I don't know what what whatever that thing is called. Um, they have like names, don't they? Posh posh buckets. But um, posh buckets. Would you ever want to go wine tasting? Does it appeal to you? Uh, no, it would. Uh, <laughs> I think we've talked. Haven't we talked about a whiskey tour before? I swear on the podcast we've mentioned going that I'd enjoy going yes. on a whiskey. Oh, I think yeah, possibly yeah. I'd, that would be good. I'd, but to be honest, I'd want to taste. I wouldn't want to spit it out. Like I just yeah, well, whiskey drink wouldn't it. like whiskey spitting whiskey out is like spitting gold out. Like, what are you yeah. doing, man? You know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd love to know if anyone actually hears. There's a little Fraser Wine Club on Facebook now where people share their wines if they're having one with me. Or I'd love to know if anyone listening is actually um ever been wine tasting but there you go um Niall's laughing here when they try to move the chair you know I don't lift <laughs> you know uh, I don't lift I mean we've already had the episode I think where he's like oh I was just pumping iron he's like you don't even pump your own gas I think we've yeah. had that so these are quite funny little barbs here um yeah. I absolutely love the little back and forth in this scene just mm. I just the look of indignation on David Hyperse's face when he knows he's being asked to lift something <laughs> absolutely love it and then i just love frazier and martin in the back and forth when obviously they drop it it gets the mark on the floor and he you know martin that's fine you can't even see it um give me daphne, my magic marker <laughs> daphne suggests a rug where a rug doesn't belong <laughs> <laughs> that line is brilliant <laughs> and then the build-up to yes it's that kind of advice that leads to shag carpeting <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on shag carpeting okay I don't really have any thoughts on Shag Have you encountered it before in someone's no, house? No, no, I have not. I've no of it. I've heard of it. I'm I just... don't know if I've ever encountered it before. It's the kind of way if you're barefoot, your your whole foot is kind of encapsulated by the carpet, if you know what I mean. It's kind of it's hugging the foot. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan myself. Um, I think the rug where a rug doesn't belong line is like a it's... vintage Oh, it's, it's a classic. That oh, one gets that quite... it gets wheeled out a lot. Are you looking at pictures oh, of shag carpeting over there? It looks quite nice, actually. I think it I looks very it. comfy, but like it's very seventies and sixties. And yeah, you just you'd have to keep it clean. I imagine if you're you're standing on shag carpeting that's not been hoovered recently. That's it's, a not a nice. It's, it's gonna pick up a lot of crap, isn't it? Um, <laughs> you know, I, it's just it's very much of the summer of love it's of its time so if anyone's still got shag carbon in the house let us know twister um yes. fraser says might as well roll out a twister mat and play a few rounds between vintages did you play this much as a kid Kay? i must have done i've played it before mm. i i feel like me and you played it like when you'd come back from mine after primary school and that i feel that's very possible i yeah. feel like i got twister out of all my friends like oh come on <laughs> you know it's a stupid game <laughs> Twister, no. why not, mate? Twister. Everyone, everyone gets bored after five minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I find it weird that Frasier knows what Twister is. I feel like that's not something the upper class are doing too much. Like, yeah, I, I, that's a weird one, isn't it? Go, I can't... go around Buckingham Palace on Christmas Day. I don't think they're playing a game of Twister. Oh, God, can you imagine? The poor queen. <laughs> uh, poor body. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, yeah where, where has he got that knowledge from? Obviously, he has a child. Uh, much too young to be playing Twister, but um, you know the thought remains. Um, I've now made a comment here that you move my chair, you move, you cut off my pancake supply, quote, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And Niall suggests a man who satisfied Maris something. Something you can only I have never able to do. <laughs> can you tell me Joe's surname? Have you got his surname? Uh, no, De Carlo. I think De Carlo. Yeah, very yeah. classic Italian American there. Is. 
very Sopranos. I um, really like Joe actually as a character. Oh, I did as well. Yeah. What is it that you were struck by? I don't know. He just seems like a really stand-up fella. Mm. I just he's like um, not a cowboy, you reckon? No, I think. I mean, admittedly, he did. He was meant to be done at noon, and mm. he finished at like. 10 to 7 but yeah, he, we, all, a, we all make mistakes his okay. competence as an actual craftsman is up for grabs here but he's, <laughs> as a person <laughs> and I, I respect anyone who wears a shirt as a jacket because <laughs> I'm very much in that mould I'm <laughs> me I love to wear a shirt as a jacket a little shacket I love yeah. that um, but yeah you're a fan of Joe yeah and also interestingly not just yet but at the end of this episode it's interesting that um, Niall says that Daphne should be with someone better such as a doctor or a lawyer and Donnie Ooh, never Lawyer. caught didn't get <laughs> <laughs> this is my restaurant <laughs> um, I don't know why I got flashbacks of that but yeah really good really good uh, spot <laughs> Lawyer. Um, <laughs> Lawyer I've just put a comment here when Joe comes in and him and Daphne clock eyes and yeah. have that that moment if you're watching that play out in real time, yeah, they just stand and stare at each other for about yeah. 30 seconds. It's it's really cringe, right? It's like so the, awkward. the honey bun, the sweetie. It's like <laughs> I kind of love that and also hate it as well. Everyone else in the room, in real life, you'd be like, Oh my god, where Honestly. are my pancakes? I'm I'll eat them in my bedroom. I'm not one of you. They do a good job, I think, of, of establishing chemistry between the two of them yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, as much as I'm taking the mick out of it. At no point are you oh, against them or, you know, you you like them, don't you? You know, you want you kind of root for them in this episode, I think. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I guess we haven't seen enough of Niles yet. Niles is still a little bit uppity and selfish as the show in, in general. I mean, we, we, we obviously we know he isn't, but um, we probably haven't seen enough of Niles to feel threatened by another man coming into this space and dominating Daphne. I think the writers do a great job to make us root for Joe. Like, you know, when she absolutely has a go at Joe later, which we'll get to, you feel, sorry you feel for him, yeah? yeah. And I'm like, this is nuts, because I bet a lot of people who love Niles watch this and think, oh, no, you know, it, not a guy getting in between them. It's weird, because, like, Eric the Red... Gah. Didn't like him at don't, all. Don't like Eric the Red. <laughs> don't but, like that. But, Joe, you're rooting for him. Oh, like, man. I don't know what it is. I just... There's something about him. He just seems like such a great guy. There's something about the fact he doesn't invite Daphne over to his counter to try his special blend. <laughs> and that's just the difference between him and Eric the Red. That it's just, you know. I, I think as go. well, it, it's just that Frasier's very short with him from the word go. And he just like calms Frasier down. And he's so. He just he's got a good persona, man. Yeah. Very he's just, like, he's good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. I, I wish I was as laid back as him. I am the opposite. I'm like Niles. I'm so uptight and constantly stressed. Um, but I think being being a Joe would be good. Um, I don't know what a honey bun is, but they look delicious. And I would want one. I want one now. Um, they look really good. Some sort of glazed cinnamon type deal. Um it okay. I thought it looked very Stodgy, um, stodgy, yeah, that's stodgy. the word. Does look very stodgy. stodgy. It looked like I want to split one with you, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I think one of them in one go. You know, you're asking let's, for let's trouble. Split a honey bun together, mate. <laughs> Sugar. <laughs> um, uh, okay, my next bullet point. I put. I mean, what him? Watch him in capital Sorry. letters. Um, what is that in reference to? Is that um, that must be Niles, wasn't it? I mean, I mean, what him? Watch him. That's what I've put. What him? Watch him. Yeah, mate, mate. What am I? 
What am I doing? We could. I mean, you could have done this for your um, who's crying is anyway. <laughs> I'd have been lost. I don't know what my notes were here, so maybe we should just move on. Okay, so Joe Joe's arrived. They make a very funny joke about um, putting cones around the scratch. Yeah, I like know, that. We have Daphne doing the thing about you know her scummy bath water. Oh God, that's vile, man. <laughs> what are you thinking? I mean, that's never a good idea. Okay. And then um, Joe is talking about how he's kind of anxious just to get at her. Um, Niall starts flipping out. Frazier says, Niall's Niles, he's talking about the scratch. And he's like, I knew that. I Only I knew that. I mean, I mean, watch him. And that's, I think that's what it is. I think that's yeah. probably what I mean. Um, I mean, watch him. I don't know. What, honestly, my note taking is so bad. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I love Niles' little kind of angry departure from the from the apartment. I just think it's it's kind of classic him at this point. And you know, still we're, we're rooting for Joe here. Um, yeah, I think another reason for rooting for him is just that he's straight away he's, he's seen Daphne talking about a scummy bathwater, and the the guy is trying you know bigger up, and he doesn't need it at all. He's he like, says oh, you, don't, you don't you don't, don't have, have to convince me. me. Like, yeah. She's gorgeous, mate. Man, honestly, Joe, he's, he knows what he wants, and you know <laughs> he takes it and he wants a honey bun. He's in the mood for a honey bun. Um, I've put the the builder on the right now when Fraser's coming up in the elevator. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, who the hell is referring to their customer as some sap when they're in a an, a lift? That is clearly access to the, the whole building. It could you don't you don't know your employer, okay? Uh, insane, insane. What is he doing? And also, did you not think he looked exactly like that Adventures in Paradise girl in the restaurant? You know that Etienne, the pregnant w- woman in the restaurant. You you think it looks like her? Yeah, they had the same kind of like features. Didn't you think? <laughs> what? I'm just imagining that. All, all I thought was that he was quite short. Um, yeah, I think he was a little bit short. Um, and he had a face. He looked a bit like he could play a serial car. Without <laughs> wanting to be mean, he had that slightly Really, really look. high praise there. Um, <laughs> really, really good. Let's check his IMD at some point, see if he's played Jeffrey Dahmer or something. Um, Joe, okay, this is something. Joe calls him Dr. Crane. And it kind of dawned on me, only, only at this point now in the show, how obsequious everyone is to Fraser's title in real life. You wouldn't do this. Like, like if, if I had an MD, I would not expect staff or craftsmen in my house or anyone in my family, let alone friends to call me Dr. Carol. Um, do you not just think this is nuts? I mean, when yeah. I'm, I'm going to have a I mean, PhD eventually, I would be absolutely. People would just hate me. And I'd I would take hate the myself. out of you if you told me. You said, call me doctor. I'd be like, okay, well, perform surgery. Go on. Do I mean, don't, don't, don't jump into this game because the title belongs to the PhD holders and has done for hundreds of years before MD started using it. But yeah, I completely agree. It's absolutely nuts. And I just think, why did everyone in, in the world of Frasier call him that? I find it weird. You would, I mean, I suppose if, if, again, you're trying to be really, really nice and polite because you don't, you want to make sure you get paid. Mm. Um, so maybe that's why Joe does it. Um, anyway. But you're right. As a general rule of thumb, you would just call him Frazier. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? You, it's not, you wouldn't go straight to doctor. I wouldn't no, thought, I, I'm, I struggle to like keep up formalities like that. Like in, in America, for example, in academia, it, it's way more common in America to refer to your, obviously lecturer in, in America is professor. Like professor level means like 
what a lecturer means over here. Obviously, a professor in the UK is a much higher rank than a professor in America. So they, they, they would call me Professor Carroll at America. They're like, oh, I'm going to Professor Carroll's office. Over here, they'd say, oh, I'm going to Will's office. Like, you know what I mean? They would call me by my first name. And like, I call all the other academics by their first name. It's, it's really weird. I mean, it's kind of strange that you've worked all this time for a title that no one uses. <laughs> um, but I'd struggle. I'd call, I'd probably, if you said, okay, call me Dr. Carroll, I'd just shorten it to Doc. Oh, well, I'd, I'd love that. Can you call me that in a year's yeah, time duck, when yeah. I've graduated, <laughs> when I've got the actual title? Um, I would love that very much. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's always weird how manners work and, and stuff in the UK. Like, I would never ever have called one of my lecturers in my seminars at uni like sir or doctor or mister. It would be, and they yeah. wouldn't have never have wanted me to. Um, interesting for sure. They, they'd um, think you would. I, if I did that, they'd have thought I was taking them. Eh? Yeah, like, they'd be they, like, "What do you?" Think you're in school like you're gonna call me mom next you know <laughs> it's just like no mommy okay <laughs> <laughs> oh mommy <laughs> um daphne makes an iced tea now only for joe <laughs> <laughs> what the f i mean all these guys are slaving away cecil is but, in the ceiling i mean he's the only one his, his shirt sticking his shirt even though he's he's got two layers on here he's i couldn't help you it. i couldn't help notice your shirt sticking to your back clinging to your back what a disgusting thing to notice <laughs> yeah and, and lovely iced tea here i mean um, bruce is quite clearly sweating okay bruce <laughs> everything's <laughs> sticking to bruce Bruce has got all kinds of perspiration <laughs> problems. <laughs> that, that is a man that needs an iced tea um, or, or a shower, one of, one of the two. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> on the subject of Bruce, he says, I'll hold the elevator, <laughs> Frasier. I need this nose to <laughs> That is an unbelievable line. What? So, so good. I, just, I can't believe Bruce doesn't even react. He's stunned <laughs> into silence. Like, no, mate, you stink. <laughs> Keep I think Bruce is so used to being rebuked in this way that it's just, it's sweat off a duck's back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even give one. Mimsy uh, don't care, though. Mimsy loves it. <laughs> Mimsy Stanhope. He's the only one that can satisfy her grabbing his crutch as he says it. <laughs> Did you notice that? Um, so now, um, I can't remember who says this. I think it might be, is it Martin when he says they'll work faster if you keep them hungry? Who says that? No, um, Niall says it. Niall says that, yeah. Um, yeah, Maris finds that you actually work faster if you keep them hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Is this something you believe in or if you had craftspeople in your house, would you be like making them tea all the time? Uh, it depends whether I like them or not. Mm. Um, like the, as you know, I had a plumbing issue quite recently. You did. And my plumbers cancelled. Well, they were meant to show up and they cancelled and they were meant to do Bunch it again. About four or five times. So by the time they finally came around on a Saturday evening during a football match, <laughs> they, they did not get tea. They no, were they like, they just I'm in stern there. Look. I'm watching football. You know where the pipe is. <laughs> you know what to do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I remember actually distinctly this whole kind of adage of, you know, keeping them in uncomfortable make them work quicker where my mom used to work in Kozor, but they moved office it's like a really i don't know how long the building's been there probably like early 20th century um 
the plumbing in there wasn't very good. Um, all old coppery pipes and stuff. And I just remember that the company that's took over it now. Um, I can't remember. My mom went in there for something after the new company moved in, and it was freezing. And like she was like, "Oh, it's cold in here." And like the guy who owns the building or was the boss, or whatever, was like, "Oh yeah, you know, if um, if they want to warm up, they'll work faster." Yeah, they. When I worked in a factory, that's what I got told. Jesus, yeah. when did you work in a factory? I worked for in a factory for a little bit, mate. When? <laughs> Why didn't you tell long. me this? I was, I was very bad at it. What I the was hell, all, man? I was all fingers and thumbs and I couldn't do it. And everyone else was like dealing drugs. And then oh me. my God. And I was like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? And they, because it was before I went to uni and they were like, oh, you, you, this is what you want to do then? I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm planning to go to uni. And they said to me, well, oh, what do you want to study? And I said, law. And he turned around, no word of it. I went, I don't much like the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not going to arrest you. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept my my head down and started looking for another job on the oh evening my of my first day. Just like, outed yourself as a narc, man. <laughs> one thing you shouldn't have said. <laughs> oh, yeah, my my favourite show is Heartbeat. <laughs> I love when the police get their man. <laughs> no, he, he genuinely said to me... Uh, it was around the time of the Scottish independence referendum, and he told me that he hoped they went independent so he could call himself an international drug dealer. Oh my was god! Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I can't. I want to go that. home and watch Midsummer Murders. <laughs> How did I not know you worked in a factory, man? The guy I watched The Simpsons with when I was like five years old, man, <laughs> absolutely nuts. Um, okay, where am I? My bullet points. Um, oh yeah, Fraser comes in now. Obviously, everything's gone to hell in the apartment. The valve's gone. The electricity's gone. Perhaps you can explain these legs. Uh, Cecil is Cecil is is kind of up the roof, um, doing something presumably. A, a very very tenuous link, but mm-hmm. the name Cecil David Hyde Pierce. Any any connection? The, the brother of Sideshow Bob. I was just yes. about to say the same thing. Like it's weird. Um, so you know, if he'd been called Aubrey. We'd also have had the <laughs> Aubrey Little John. So, yeah, I wonder if this is kind of like a carryover there. We don't know. Um, is this the first time we see the inside of the powder room? And also, what were you going to ask? I was going to say, just um, I absolutely love um, Niles with the static electricity. And just, oh my God. He's yeah. shuffling on the carpet and just go, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I used to hate that as a kid. He's a really scare me. Um, there was one shop in town um, where the escalator would shock me without fail every time what? to the point where I would literally just risk being on the elevator as a tiny kid, not holding the sides, <laughs> thinking I was going to fall off at any moment um, because I didn't want to get a shock. Um, there you go. But yeah, is this um, the first time we see the inside of the powder room? Or have we seen it before now? Because we actually fully go in there. Um, we see the toilet. Oh. The basin. I was gonna say no, but I'm starting to think now. Maybe it is yes. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like we, maybe we'd have commented in, on it before. In the but... Martha Paxton episode with the Crucible, did they not put something in? Because we we know we see it a little bit in the first episode because they open the door and Daphne's in there. And it's like, oh, found me in my hands in a biscuit tin or something like that. No, um, she actually says that when they open the front door on her. Oh, front door, um, yeah. But I, I feel like we have maybe, we've seen an open door glimpse in, um, but we've never kind of gone across the threshold and felt the grain against our cheek, as, uh, <laughs> as Niles would say. Um, so now we're kind of looking fully inside it here. Um, it's a very extravagant loo. Um, you know, yeah, if it's, it's kind of, 
not fit for purpose a little bit being so close to the living room if you drop a deuce on that thing you're gonna absolutely... <laughs> i mean you're putting some music on when you go in there aren't you you're making sure <laughs> no one's hearing you honestly man putting on some really some tchaikovsky or something you know <laughs> try and time it with the cannon shots on 1812 I'm, I'm just gonna read the paper and then all of a sudden no like, they hear this music coming on <laughs> We know what he's doing in there. <laughs> we know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, not particularly. Um, it's like we have a downstairs loo in my house. You don't you don't use it for your business because you're just writing off the downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now I know why I never got an invite back to your house. <laughs> oh I'm oh. crying my eyes out, man. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Now we have the line, only the truth shall make you clot. Here's yes. a little mini trivia question for you, kid. I literally have actual tears in my eyes. Um, <laughs> only the truth shall set you free Yeah, is the tagline for which classic film? I will give you a clue if this yeah. helps. It is the number one rated film of all time on IMDb. And it's based on a short story. Not many people will know this. Written by Stephen King. Shawshank Redemption. Is that there it? you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I knew, I knew Shawshank Redemption is by, and it's based on a short story by Stephen King. I did not know you knew that. There you go. Yeah, um, it's one of those absolutely pointless facts that I know. But it's so good because it kind of, so many people love that film, and obviously I love Stephen King, that it kind of affirms. Have you read the book? King, yeah, it, it's is like it? a novella. It's only about a hundred pages. Um, is any good? It is really good. It's exactly like the film, um, but it's in a collection with four, three other novellas. <laughs> Um, called Different Seasons, if anyone's interested. But it's also in there of a story called The Body, which became Stand By Me, um, right. which is probably my favourite film of all time. Um, am, I, am I right in thinking that in the book, Morgan <laughs> Freeman's character is Irish, and that's why he's called Red in the film? I think called... he's Ginger, isn't he? Oh, he's a Ginger. Is that I, th- I think he's Irish and, and yeah. Ginger, hence the name Red. Um, but yeah, he's, I, d- I definitely don't think he's like a black character. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I, I much prefer Morgan Freeman in that role. I think Morgan Freeman's been a little overdone in films, kind of post-2000. Um but I think that role he's he's brilliant in, um, and I love Tim Robbins as Andy. I think the film's so good. But I mean, I, I'm preaching to the choir here. Everyone listening's probably seen it. It's a bit of a an American classic. Um, now I put the nosebleed thing shows up a few times from my memory. If it serves, I think it's a very risky plot device to introduce because there are going to be so many times in this show where he lies and this isn't reported. So why would they kind of put their they're knackers on the line, so to speak. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's lied so far several times and not... I think so as well. And what is the point in this episode, kind of just jog my memory, to introduce this device to get him in the powder room? Or um, is there a particular reason? that Does this do anything in terms of actually progressing the plot? I think it's, it's, it's how Frasier and Martin know that he's lied to Joe and that he's the cause of it. Um, and then obviously he goes to the toilet in order to, to because he, he's starting to bleed and we see a couple of, of drops of blood on the floor, which Fraser, by the way, is completely nonchalant about. Doesn't mind blood on his floor. Scratches just, and allowed. Just blood. don't get a ding in the in the wood. Um, but yeah, just a, a bit of a strange one for me. Um, I just feel like it's a big risk to introduce this kind of plot device. I, um, I just feel there's been so many instances to date where he has lied and and it's been and it, this this has not come up. Um, I think so. I mean, 
Yeah, there's got to be just plenty. I mean, when shrink wrap, I'm sure he lied to the therapist about Frazier's activities in that, and they were making up stories about each other. Like she's going on about how uh, I remember he, he says something like, "Oh, Daphne said that. Oh, it's all his fault. I don't know how you put up with him. Yeah, didn't start bleeding then. And in yeah. this in this episode, at the end, he doesn't really tell the full truth. She makes no, he makes he does he does kind of like grab his nose, doesn't he, when she leaves. Um, yeah, when is he gonna? Is he? He's not bleeding next episode. So what did he tell that in between episodes? Oh, oh, you think he has to tell the truth to stop it clotting? Yes. Like, okay, okay. It can only be undone by one by another truth. Um, no, I. It's 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 a bit silly because it's it's a, just a, a quirky plot point. I don't like to be a pedant with these things because it was just never going to be viable across two hundred and sixty something episodes. But it's so. Overt as a device, yeah. it's very um, distinctive. Isn't it's it? very distinctive. Um, it's kind of like you know a defining trait if they wanted it to be, which I don't think it is. I don't think of Niles. I think oh, he has a nosebleed when he's lying. Um, I don't think it's done enough for me to associate it with him. Yeah, I mean, um, by this logic, any time that Fraser or Niles does something wrong, one gets a nosebleed and one gets queasy. Yes, <laughs> that noise. Um, um, for sure, for sure. Um, now we, I've got what's this quote here? I've got where Nars is saying, Let me go. She's a goddess. That, oh, uh, it's a really it's, nice little speech. When actually, he's, like. Before that, when he's like, It's something you think about in your Oxford wingback chairs with the lights off. Yes. Um, but the, the whole, She's an angel, she is a goddess, and she's waiting for you in the bathroom. <laughs> um, brilliant <laughs> delivery. And goddess used again. I have said multiple times, goddess has probably been used now about five times to describe Daphne, I think, by Niles. Um, this term gets thrown around a lot. A minute ago, you said, here we go. What did you think I was going to make a reference to? Um, I, I, oh, I, was, I think I was just mocking the fact that you didn't know what your notes were about, to be honest. Oh! <laughs> um, I don't like just, that. Just before this, we do have a really nice bit. Um, Niles, first with Frasier, then with um, Daphne in the, in the bathroom where he's... I think Frazier makes him realise that it is, it is very selfish of him that he's trying to keep Daphne from it's other people. It's extremely selfish. Given yeah. that he cannot be with her and he's not making any actual effort to be with her. He's yeah. not prioritising her over Maris in any way. It's he's just comfortable a, in his marriage, in his Maris. Yeah, a slow, but was it a, a dull but comfortable Maris? <laughs> um, and then, of course, we have the beautiful bit. I, I do love Daphne's delivery when she's on about all oh, the stories you heard. They weren't about Joe at all. Very about Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> I just know that line. The way he's like, I'm the only one that can satisfy her. And he grabs his crotch and just adjusts himself in front of I them. Love, he's walked in on a private conversation <laughs> in a bathroom. And he's like, nope, this is I. That's my client. Okay. <laughs> Do you pipe down in there? Also, here's my crotch. See you in a bit. I mean, that's a really bad trait as well, I think. Um, particularly like teenage teenagers. Like teenage guys like walking around with their hands down their pants like this is a big thing like in uk chav culture i guess and i use that word kind of in quote marks because it's problematic and stuff but um yeah like it's a bit of a, a terrible trait that some people have and it's just like i've never seen the appeal i don't get when we were do. at school when we used to go play like football and all that and we'd be standing outside it'd be nine in the morning quite cold oh there yeah there would be at least six or seven lads just standing there hand, hands down di that's different i <laughs> i joined them there because there's no warmer place on the human body um, so i've definitely been doing that before um i yeah it's just I, in fact, i've got really distinct memories actually went to manchester in probably 
few years ago now. Um, and I was under the influence, um, shall yeah. we say. Oh, God, um, well. Not, yeah, not just of liquid. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I, I was lying on, I was lying on a sofa, napping. Um, it's a bit like friends, you know, and Joey and Ross, like, nap together. <laughs> and, like, me and Joe Lowell, actually, we were just napping there. And I remember waking up. And, and what everyone was just staring at you. I just I had my hands down my trousers just because I was like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Joe was spooning you and you had your hands down your no trousers. No spooning, no spooning. We were both lying like top and tail. Um, but like I was completely wait, your crotch was next to his crotch still. <laughs> and your hands were down there. Just... I was taller, there was no crotch parallelism there. <laughs> and I just remember saying to someone, Don't you just feel so safe when you're like this? And I was like, Am I am I still high or what's <laughs> going on here i think um, you're going on a register mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean ultimately there you go so um that is a tangent about bruce grabbing his crotch that i don't think i ever i, I don't think any of us saw that coming sing Maybe, fat no. lady sing there's been a lot of stuff going on in this episode um <laughs> i've probably laughed more recording this one than i ever have i mean you you did quote this you, t- you tweeted about this episode did you not just but yesterday about how it's one of your favorite bottle episode i said this i think purely because it was fresh in my head um as what i would say is a bottle episode because yeah, it's, bottle episode. they they don't leave the apartment they really like the elevator which is why i called it a semi bottle episode that's um, not a bottle episode. a semi bottle other than kacl <laughs> and the elevator the whole the 17 to 18 minutes of this episode right is in so the apartment. they've got two other sets so by your logic, every episode of Friends is a bottle episode because they go to one apartment, apartment, the other apartment, or um, the the calf. No, if they if they stayed in <laughs> Fraser and uh, in Monica's apartment, yeah, and were only in Central Park for the first minute, I would say that's a bottle episode. I think bottle episode. I think Breaking Bad with the fly. Yeah, yeah, that's that is that. That's why I'm saying it's a semi bottle episode. Uh, listen to me. I'm saying no semi. Thing, mate. Yes, semi bottle. You've got a bottle, or you ain't got any bottle. No like. such thing. This day, no, you said that. But um, yeah, I I watched this episode. I mean, we haven't got to the end yet. Um, oh look, look, Dad, I made you a semi bottle. That's a bowl, son. That is right. a... <laughs> okay. Okay, that is enough. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I just I like the fact this episode is ninety percent based at the apartment, um, and it was better than I remembered it being as well. I just think there's a good vibe. I like um, the fact that it's just you get a really nice sort of a, a cast that we don't often see in Fraser. A lot of the people we meet in Fraser are like Fraser, his social circle. Um, yeah, and whereas we get a lot of just working class Joes in Fraser's apartment, mm. and they're not just quickly dismissed. They are hanging around and they're there all day. Yeah. Um, and I think they play off really well with Frasier. And and I think probably that's maybe the reason Martin's not actually in that this episode that much is that they feel they don't need him because they got... have a blue collar influence. Yeah, they've got Bruce. Yeah, they've got Bruce. <laughs> okay, let me let me say this to you. My coffee with Niles is a bottle episode, but they go outside at one point. That's a different set. Well, 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 they, they do they go they only go outside to no, that's it's the same. They're, they're outside Novosa, but that's obviously a different set because it's not inside. No, because in my head it's a real place, and they're literally just going through. The door, <laughs> okay? Well, well if, if, unless you agree unless, that a semi-bottle okay, episode I, is a I, thing, it's not a bottle episode, then, mate. Honestly, my coffee with Niles, no bottle. Listeners, get in touch. <laughs> Do you agree a semi-bottle episode is a thing? Are you on my side? <laughs> Are you on K's side? 
Fair, Remember, there are I roll an iron fist. We can cut off Will's mic again, people. Okay. <laughs> we can make his power go out again. <laughs> there will be consequences depending on which side you fall. Um, so we have Frazier's brilliant rant about, you know, the, who got the mouse that did the dud that lived in the house that I Fraser it. built? It's so long, I can't. I remember. tried to write it down and just lost my way. It's, it's too long. Be- beautiful line, so well delivered by Kelsey. No, oh, just a brilliant line reading there. Even to remember it for starters. I mean, what is it? Um, because I had to move your chair, which gouged your floor, which made me call for Joe, who found bad pipes, who called for Cecil, who ate the cat, that killed the rat, they lived in the house that Fraser built. There we go, round of applause. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's the line. I mean, they get seven hundred dollars out now just to force them to clear up in five minutes. This isn't the payment. The implication here is this is some bonus money to get them to tidy up. That's a $700 tip for one to two minutes of work. How Um, much faster could you have done it? I I am just baffled by this. It's Um, ridiculous. What I find crazy is that they're actually doing it. They're tidying up. They're going to finish it. And Frey just goes, here's another hundred. Yes, I was holding out on you. (laughs) And he pulls... Yeah, honestly... I've got issues with that. I do. I do have issues. Um, so I've put I, well, my second last bullet point is apartment only bar the opening. Really love this episode. I uh, have you noticed the ending of this episode though? Yes. Very. Um, is I it, know what you're going to say. Say it. I've forgotten the name of the episode. Um, he's looking at you. Very. He's looking at you. Ending, isn't it? With him looking out the door. With just a surprise twist that Bruce shows up because they're at a bog roll. <laughs> we said as well, I think when we did Here's Looking at You, that that was a unique camera angle that we never see again. And obviously we'd forgotten this. Um, yeah. Now I do think right. this one's slightly better. With Here's Looking at You, as I remember, were we looking down at Fraser a little bit as though he was looking? I also think in this one, we're kind of looking in line with the back of the sofa. Whereas in here's looking at you, it was kind of like into the diagonal of the whole apartment. If like, so you're looking at the piano, if that makes sense. So it kind of like, it felt much wide open in here's looking at you. Whereas in this one, it's kind of like what you would see at a door. I don't, Um, I don't think this one, it, it struck me in the sense that it reminded me of here's looking at you. It didn't strike me as weird like in that one. Yeah. That one, it was a weird ending, whereas it didn't. Really, really uncomfortable for us yeah. both. Um, weird this time. For sure. <laughs> um, I'm literally, my last my last bullet point was in capital letters, the camera angle is back. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so there you go. Key, is this episode in your top 10? It's not, but it's an episode I look on very fondly. Absolutely what I've put. Um, and I think this will probably rank relatively high at the end of the yeah. season. Um, there's a lot to like here. Uh, actor pick before I give my answer, and obviously you give yours, I just want to say this is the closest by a mile Daphne has ever been. Um, for me, she was well in the running, and I think she was probably my second choice behind who I ultimately went with. Oh, well, um, I want to go who I, I go first quite a lot. Let's see, let's see your I went with Frasier. Um, Frasier. I went with Frasier. I just think that great monologue at the end, um, the way he reacts to the floor. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think this episode is all about his kind of maniacal, um, you know, fastidious attention to detail and everyone's got to be on his time. And um, I just think he's he's really good in this episode. But yeah, Daphne, I thought was excellent. And her repartee with Joe, probably the best thing she's had to do up to now. Um so and knowing we have moon dance coming and stuff, you know, this is the season I think where Daphne's finally getting her due. Um, but yeah, really good for me. I mean, I'm just gonna throw out. I thought Joe had a great episode. The actor doing Joe. Oh, and um, he does reappear, so he could yeah. also be a choice. Yeah, um, forgot about that. I mean, he probably doesn't have 
the range of things to do. He, everyone's sort of bouncing off him a little bit. I don't think he's got quite enough in his own. He never way. really speaks more than a sentence or two, does he? Yeah, it? I think it's a bit of a stretch to make him best actor pick. Mm-hmm. But I do shout out to him. I think he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, Daphne's in the mix. I think she does really, really well with what she's got. First time, I think I've said that. Mm. Uh, and as you say, I completely agree. I think this season is the season that Daphne starts to shine and starts to really come through. Yeah. Frasier loved the line about, I mean, I'm not going to repeat it, about the, the house with the cat and the... So Frasier good. So Brilliant good. line. Um, For me, I'm going to give it to Niles because... He is good. I think he's a lot of the comedic relief in the episode. Like, I love... I've, I've got a very vivid image in my head of him, like, on the floor, like, stop jabbing me. I just... <laughs> um, I love that. And then I love the fact that we see that other side of him in in that when he realises that he's being selfish, he realises he can't have Daphne. Um, his awkward little his moment of a, a funny, not exactly coming clean because he doesn't necessarily tell her the truth, mm. um, but when he's having to admit it to her. Weirdly enough, I always remember it differently. Um, I always remember it as, as Daphne going, wow, Bruce, you can't believe it, can you? And Niles going, and yet, believable. Um, yeah. But that's not how it happens at all. So I don't know why mm. I think of it like that. But I like that. And then he's lovely little bit with Joe when he's really saying, you know, if you'd ever smell... It's a really weird and creepy line, but he delivers it really beautifully. So, like, you know, if you'd ever smelt her hair, you know she's worth another chance. Yeah. It's, it's, really it's, it's really on the line, isn't it? But you make it sound so sweet. Um, so for that, I'm, uh, I'm going to give it to Niles. Excellent. Thank you, Key. Um, you don't have to do your... Oh, I would say, do you want to do your tallies? But... I feel like we did a big roundup at the end of last season, so we should probably wait, I don't know, 10 episodes into this season before we do another. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I've got papers everywhere, so I think if, if we've got another week at least... I, I, no, I think, I think we should wait till about 10 episodes in. Um, maybe we should do it like halfway through a season. Yeah, then and, the end of the season. And at the end of the season, that sounds good yeah. to me, um, just because otherwise it's a lot for you to read out. Um Burling, Key Kendy Burling, I'm on the ground. I've never called him by his surname only before. I'm finally getting too comfortable with him. Uh, what would he make of this episode? And how is he as a handyman? Kennedy, I imagine, just does it all himself. Doesn't need to call anyone in. He he just clicks his fingers and it's done. He he knows he, I say what he could keep Mimsy happy. <laughs> he satisfies Mimsy. Yeah, apparently he's satisfied quite a few women in the Seattle area with his handyman crafts. Can you even satisfied Maris? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Something Niles could even dream of. Thank you, Key. No further explanations needed. All that remains before we jump over to the mailbag is to play whose crown is it anyway. And I've got a little line for you here, Key. Wait, what? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> he sure didn't. He sure didn't. He sure didn't. My first thought is that it's, it's Bruce because he's like, he sure didn't. I'm the only one who keeps Mimsy happy, but because mm. oh, he could I can't be anyone. What he says in that scene, actually, um, he sure didn't. Could be Bruce. Um, see, you always go with the main cast, but I called you out on that last week, so now I feel like you'd go with one of the the others. Just uh, did you did you call me out on it? There I did go. call you out on it, mate. I was like, oh, you always go with the main cast, so I know for a fact that it's not the main cast. <laughs> um, oh God, he sure didn't. Um, oh, I haven't got a clue. Mm. I'm going to say Bruce, but that's a real shot of the dark. And I feel it's not Bruce, is it? I thought my nose was bleeding again then. <laughs> uh, it's Bruce. Is it Bruce? Exactly the context you said. He yes. sure didn't. I do all the work at Mimsy's. She is one 
tough lady to satisfy. Yes, she um, is. I'm the only guy that makes her happy. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Grab um, your crotch and walk out. <laughs> well played, Kate. It was Bruce. Shall we jump over to listener mail? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, so for the mailbag this week, we are going to have to invoke our new mailbag format just purely because I don't know why this episode and this week was so popular, but we got a lot of responses, um, a lot of very long ones as well. Amazing. We've read them all. Thank you so much. But just to read them all out on air, uh, we might be here for like another half an hour, 40 minutes. So. Um, just a quick mention warm taffy is the person that donated for 30 rock um, and you can find out about their their thoughts on 30 rock over on the reddit thread um, we really recommend you go and check those out um, so odd cup 8804 a new uh, in fact everyone we're going to read out from now on uh, is a new listener we think and a first time commenter this week um all the ones you're going to hear now um odd cup 8804 put love how fraser and martin have a heartfelt conversation and in the background nars is having trouble opening the urn ha obviously in reference there to um martin does it his way so great to hear from you odd cup uh next up the next new commenter we've got a uh, queen shortcoming who is uh, finally now caught up with the podcast so that's great to hear hey um she picked i'm assuming she because queen um she <laughs> uh picked martin is best actor for martin does it his way and loved his emotional range in this episode um in regards to uh she's generally been waiting but um the first step she listened to before going back to the start was actually dark victory um and apparently i was halfway through their comment before will's power went out so that's really great to know um there you go so first not a first time commenter sorry about that <laughs> oh um, there you go yeah um very confused originally about kennedy burling but um, now very much on board and very much knows who Kennedy is um, saying thank you for doing the podcast. Um, I mean, always grown up with Frasier. Their parents always, their family always watched it. They've grown up with it around them. Door Jam being the first episode they can remember and is in their top 10. Mm. Um, but outside of her family, she doesn't know anyone who really watches it. Um, she also says that she loves the podcast. Uh, in some ways, it's better than Office Ladies because it's more friendly and accessible. Very um, high praise. That's a very popular podcast. We are apparently we're not quite as documentary like, so mm. feels a bit more fun. So thanks again. Keep up the good work, and it's yeah, great to have you on board, Queen Shortcoming. Yeah, lovely. Apologies as well that, um, for those who we haven't read out because Queen Shortcoming has written in before, but I mean, <laughs> I think once, so I think you'll you'll uh, forgive us. And in fairness, I don't think you've ever heard it because you you were cut off halfway through oh the yeah comments, there you go so. i did actually hear it um lee lee h dorrance puts i've just discovered your podcast and enjoying it so much i've listened to the signcast pod and was on the outlook for a fraser equivalent tried a few and finally found yours you captured the warmth of fraser brilliantly i'm only on i'm only in season one but i wouldn't but i would find it great to hear a bit more about behind the scenes on fraser as the pod goes on it's keeping me going in the long nights with the newborn is there a way to donate to keep up the good work uh so i was actually meant to reply to that and didn't um but lee uh if that is your first name you can find us on facebook under our name we're listening on twitter at fraser pod um and we have a coffee website where you buy us a virtual coffee um and you can donate there if you feel so in uh it's the word inclined which is ko slash fi.com slash fraser pod um so thank you very much yeah, for your lovely just- comments I think if you donate a certain amount as well, you can get a, a TV film. You can, like but reviewed. we've got so many in the back. Now, the price backlog. just keeps going up. So I'm not going <laughs> to advertise that at this point. Um, uh, next up, uh, Road Warrior 2000 just asked if there was a delay in the podcast. So 
Uh, basically, what happened was we missed a week entirely in my fault due to things going on. Oh, don't say it's, it's not your fault. There's but, just a lot of shit going on. But know. we um, we're recording this midweek. We usually record it the weekend, so we've basically caught up now, aren't we? And we'll be back to a week turnaround where we record and it goes out the following week. So we are back back on schedule we're now. Back in we're schedule back to now. normal. Yeah, back yeah. to sync. Back to sync. Who's next? Ham Radio 89. Uh, I think these are. this is a first-time caller. I'd like to write into We're Listening, but I'm a novice with Reddit. Can someone point where to go to write to Will and Key? Well, you're doing it. Um, <laughs> oh, I have a feeling, actually, this person might have sent me a direct message on um, on Reddit. So let me just go and navigate over to there. There it is. I hope this is the right place to message about the podcast. I may try posting um, this a few other places just to be sure. Sorry if it's annoying to get multiple messages. Will and Key, I've been listening to We're Listening for about nine months, but since I'm not familiar with Reddit, I've hesitated to write. I know, shocking for a millennial. I was so happy to find a podcast hosted by people near my age. The only other person of my generation that I knew who watched Frasier as often as I did was my sister. Growing up, our family watched Frasier every evening, so there is much nostalgia wrapped up in this show for me. My parents dated, were engaged, and started their family in Seattle. Though we moved to a different region when I was five, Frasier was my parents' way of reminding us where our roots truly lie. Fun fact, in The Crucible, both my first and last name pop up in separate instances in the show. My last name is Paxton, and my first name is Bethany, which is the name of the socialite that Martin horrified with his gory detective story. I also have a personal connection to Road Warrior, but I'll save that story for that particular episode. Until then... Ham Radio 89. That's go. a great message. Really love Lovely that. comment there. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Real Kennedy Burling. Kennedy Burling is on the scene here from the USA. Just finished season one of We're Listening. Great podcast, guys. I love the fact that I'm really hoping that their name was Real Kennedy Burling before the podcast. <laughs> just the guy has suddenly become a celebrity overnight and doesn't understand why. Can you imagine? Um, stumbled onto Frasier when I was eight, season one, and absolutely loved it. Turned a lot of family and friends onto it and still often watch before bed. Um, I never wanted to alter my view of the show by digging into the actors or writers until recently. Uh, so naturally, I find everything fascinating. For example, that I didn't know that Dan Butler was gay, that John Mahoney was English, um, about the girl with bleeding eyes in season two, or any of you fellow Frasier junkies were out there. Imagine mm-hmm. knowing none of this and watching the show for 27 years. <laughs> Um, keep up the great work excited to catch up and listen live yours truly Kennedy Burling wow he's a lot less aggressive than I thought he would be in his comments there I assumed <laughs> Kennedy Burley would just be angry at us I, for some I assumed he'd be suing us for use of his name by I now, would have to thought honest. that too he's surprisingly uh, just accommodating I think uh, Mex Mextica put on episode 18 and y'all have mentioned Reddit so much I joined just to get the complete experience I'm prob in the teens for the number of times watching the entire series so super dope to find Fraser freaks like me super dope indeed Mextica um um, a lovely way to round things off. Um, it wouldn't be right if we didn't read out our, the comments from our chief quiz masters who work very hard every week to organize the other quiz masters and to write their own questions for us. So um, Hamish puts, hello lads, Villa one leads nil. That'll do nicely. Anyway, here are some thoughts for you guys on the latest episode. You mentioned Tony Hawk as the only skateboarding legend people may know. I remember playing that on PlayStation when I was younger too, by the way, but there are some others that people may know. My favorite has to be Sean White, the flying tornado, who has to be the go to 
snowboarding and skateboarding, in my opinion. Another is Rob Durdick, who is an amazing skateboarder and his own has his own show too called Ridiculousness, Hours of Entertainment. The chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, I absolutely love. He's so charismatic and Martin does it his way. It's one of my favorite episodes. My favorite Sinatra song is Fly Me to the Moon. As always, up the villa. There you go. Great to hear from you, Hamish, as always. And Mischief Knight says, uh, Hockey is mentioned two episodes in a row, which is pre-sports heavy for Fraser himself. Mm. Uh, last week with the Seattle expansion team name and this week with Martin explaining a hat trick. He uh, finds it hard to believe that Niles knows what chili dogs smell like. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's a good point, yeah. Um, the first of two times, I can remember, that a Comet is involved in hitting a fant- in a fantastical hypothetical scenario. This one, a Comet hitting the Earth and you and she having to rebuild the species. And later in season six, episode 15, to tell the truth, when Frage has to lie to a talking <laughs> comet to save the planet. Um, how long is Bruce in the bathroom? <laughs> yes, this is not what we need to be getting into. After Niles directs Bruce to the bathroom, there is a whole resolution of the Daphne Niles Joe triangle. There is then the time, unknown time jump when Frasier comes out from shaving from presumably the master bathroom. And then at the very end, <laughs> Bruce comes wandering out asking for more toilet paper. I mean, I know nature strikes in uncontrollable ways, but still. Um, from a writing episode, I think this episode is unique and then it starts primarily as a story about Fraser and his worries about his wine tasting. But the Nile story really takes over by the episode's end and is where the heart is. Pretty cool. So does, does Bruce, when he shows up in the powder room, is that like, is that not during this time frame? Or is that like before he's been sent to the toilet or when he's back? Is that before? So Bruce shows in the powder room when Niles and Daphne are in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that when he's been to the loo and he's back now? No, he's going to the loo because he asks if there's a John. Oh, yeah, yeah. He asks at that point. So that's when it begins. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good point. I I feel he must have been waiting whilst Fraser had a shave. I feel... (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's a whole different episode you, <laughs> you would not know. want to be going in after bruce i mean you can understand why fraser cut himself so many times now oh it was just burning his eyes <laughs> um but yes thank you so much if we didn't get to read out your comment this week and i know there's a lot of you uh we're really sorry about that it is purely just to you know save me a little bit of relief editing in a, a normal busy week um but we do read all the comments you know that anyway um even if we don't reply to you on reddit um it all means a lot so keep them coming Next week, we will be looking at season three, episode six, Sleeping yeah. with the Enemy, I think. Is that right, Kay? Mama. Mama. You write off all the Kate Cost episodes before they even aired. Um, I think, which is when Frasier and Kate finally uh, reach. Yeah. Some so kind of, we say this? Some kind of coital <laughs> stage. Um, so we'll be looking forward to that. Uh, but other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening. It's weird listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs>